Gambia is a small, long, and thin country in West Africa, and it follows the winding course of the Gambia River. This country is bordered by Senegal to the north, east, and south, with a coastline along the North Atlantic Ocean to the west. The total land area of Gambia is about 4,361 square miles. This makes Gambia the smallest country in mainland Africa. Much of the population descends from different tribes, including Seraho, Fula, Wuluf, and Mandinka. Gambia has an official language, which is English, although Mandinka, Wuluf, and Fulu are also spoken here. Gambia was a British colony from 1765 to 1965, and the average lifespan in Gambia is about 61 years old. My next guest on today's episode of Let's Talk Wake Tech Travel is Fiana Shivers, and she is wanting to move to Gambia as soon as possible. So my next guest today is Fiana Shivers. And Fiana has fallen in love with Gambia so much, that little country on the west coast of Africa, that she is planning on moving there in the next few years. And uh, she was a student of mine back in 2013, and she joined our Eastern European trip with EF Tours on uh, the trip to Hungary, Slovakia, Czech Republic, and Poland. And actually, Fiona and I liked Poland probably the most on that trip, especially the city of Krakow. So she came back with a whole new sense of adventure from that trip. And since that time, went down to uh, South America, Brazil for the Olympics, and has been to Africa, I think, a couple of times and has already joined uh, or signed up for our big trip back to Africa in 2021 to Morocco. So Fiana has certainly got the travel bug and uh, we're gonna get her on and hear about her trips since 2013. So hang on and I'll get Fiana on the line. Okay, do we have Fiana on? Yes, we do. Hi, Jeff. How are you today? Uh, long time since our trip in 2013. It has been a long time, but it does not feel so far away. But it has been, now that you put it into numbers, but it does not feel time. Time uh, doesn't have time, so you're right. Since that trip where we got to go to Hungary and Slovakia and Czech Republic and Poland, I think you've done quite a few trips solo, haven't you? I have. That was um, that was a catalyst. That was my catalyst to traveling, going to Eastern Europe. Prior to Eastern Europe, I had only traveled to Canada, and my I thought my very first out of the country travel would have been to Egypt. 
But um, the spontaneous trip to Eastern Europe was my catalyst to go wherever I felt like it. I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful that I decided just to up and go. Where Now, you were in Africa a couple times. Did I see that on your... Okay. That is correct. Prior, prior to Africa, um, after the 2013 trip, I came back, I was refreshed, I was renewed. I did some domestic domestic travel. I started visiting some of the states in, in America that I hadn't seen. And then in 2016, we had the Olympics in Rio. So I was like, hey, why not go to Rio? Wow. And I went to yeah, I went to Brazil. I supported some local people here who ran in the Olympics, and it was absolutely beautiful in Brazil. It was a very long flight, but it was absolutely beautiful in Brazil. It was such a great experience. When I came back, I vowed that I was going to go somewhere at least every year that I had never been before. At least one state in the country and one country somewhere I had never visited. And so since then, it's been Brazil. Then it was um, Gambia. I went to the Gambia. And wow. after the Gambia, I went to Senegal. And in between there, I visited some Caribbean islands that I had not been to before. So, And then we have a couple more trips lined up, I guess, next year because my 2020 plans, as have everyone else's, have had a monkey wrench thrown in them. Yeah. So... So your, your your trips to Africa, were you um, visiting people you knew? How did you pick those destinations? To be honest, my first trip to the Gambia, a friend of mine who's now a business partner of mine, he has a family member there, and he just called me out the blue. He said, I have to, I have to go over to the Gambia to visit my cousin. He's telling me about a business proposition I need to see for myself. Would you like to go? And I actually was like, oh, just out the blue to, you know, just out the blue and go. Yeah. And I thought about 2013, like, I just out the blue and went to Eastern Europe. But I was like, yeah, I'll go. Had no idea, no expectations, didn't know who I was going to stay with. Mm-hmm. I went online and found a, uh Airbnb on Booking.com. And it just so happened to be a black couple from the UK who had bought a home in in the Gambia and relocated there. And it was the best thing I could have done. It was the best thing I could have done. So when I went there, I expected to be a tourist. It ended up feeling like I was visiting family that I had not seen in a long time. I felt like I was visiting my auntie and my uncle and all my cousins were waiting for me. The last thing I felt like was a tourist. I felt like that I had come back home to family that I hadn't seen in forever. Beautiful country. Absolutely beautiful. um, Gambia is what I would describe, if I had to compare it to North Carolina, it is like the eastern North Carolina of West Africa. It's um, very, it's rural. They have their, they have their uh, metropolitan area, the Senegambia area, and Bonjour, the capital, of course. And then you get to go out on the water and watch the fishermen take the ferry. I went over to James Island, which was once the slave port there, but also known as Kunta Kinte Island because that is actually the keepsake and the namesake family and tribal which Kunta Kinte came from. And it just so happens to be a friend of mine's family right here in Raleigh. His family is from James Island, from Kunta Kinte Island. So they welcomed me there. 
They took me over to the island. We ate. We hung out. The ride, it was beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Serene, peaceful. It, and, and what was most surprising is that no one sleeps in Africa. I can wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and walk down the street. Someone is up doing something. They're cooking. They're selling something on the side of the road. They're, something is happening. It's always, I mean, this is like a little New York mentality inside of a little rural countryside. But it was wow. absolutely beautiful. Wow. Yes. And what was the other, absolutely. you said Senegal? Oh, yes. I mean, for that to have been the same country at one point, Gambia and Senegal, just later divided, you know, later divided by conquerors, but Senegal is completely opposite in culture. You know, once you once you get there, it's very metropolitan, very urban, bus systems. Um, the people, of course, speak French in, in their Wolof language there as well, whereas in Gambia it's more English. But it's just so much more to see. You know, I had Gory Island. I had museums. It was, I went to the Lac de Rouge, which is the Pink Lake. We were on four wheels driving over sand, over salt dunes. It was so much to see, so much to do. And it was just absolutely beautiful that I can't even put into words. I actually had withdrawal after I left there. I did not want to leave. (laughs) I found myself online. I found myself online looking for plane tickets. Back once I was back into the state, it was it was absolutely beautiful, and I and I formed so many kinships yeah. with people there that I speak to actually no less than once a week to right. this day. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a there's an actual culture there that you're missing. That for a lot of people, they don't feel that there is anything close here. Is that true? The best way I can describe it is as a I'm gonna say this from a black perspective, coming from coming from the diaspora perspective, going there and coming back here, going to Africa just it just made sense for me. Even though I cannot trace back my family and my roots into Africa, when I was there, everything made sense. The culture is complete opposite from here. If I not gonna say if I. We broke down on the road, driving from the Gambia into Senegal in some little small country. I, I can't even remember the name of the country. And it was a nice, diverse country. I saw some people from the Middle East there. There was a gentleman from Asia there. We were only broke down for a matter of five minutes before constant people came to our aid. Do you need food? Do you need water? What's wrong with the car? How can we help? How far are you going? We can drive you. That perspective, uh, and it was, and no one wanted anything in return. It was truly to assist and to help because they saw us in need of help. And then on the island of Gory, oh my gosh, I just, I cannot put into words how beautiful the place is, and everyone there is an artist, and everything there is love. You get there, and it's almost like a movie. Like, can this be? real the crime rate is less than one percent there yeah it's just colors beautiful people everyone there is is just love they greet you with open arms Mm -hmm. they're happy to see you there they're ready to educate and they just want you to be a part they want you to see what you're missing and it it, it was hard to let go of it really was i came back here like i was sad i really was i and i would say for the first 30 days 
being back on American soil, I honestly felt like I didn't belong here. Yeah. I, it was it was that ingrained in me. Like I feel like I don't belong here. I feel like I'm in the wrong place. I feel like this is not where I'm supposed to be. Right. And it it took me it took me about a month to get over it. But you know, I I, I got back indoctrinated into the U.S. culture <laughs> real fast, real fast. <laughs> Well, good. Good. Are you? Do you have plans? I mean, are you going back to Gambia and Senegal as soon as possible? Or um... yes. Okay. Most definitely. I have. I have Ghana on my next West African tour trip yeah. because I want to see all of West Africa. I have a really close friend from Togo, and she has homes and land right next door. So I'll be traveling with her. Hopefully, our plans are to go in December. We'll see. But as far as Senegal and Gambia, I have made that an annual trip. And I actually plan to relocate. I plan to relocate and to live dual in West Africa and America. And I'm hoping to make that transition as early as 2021. I've wow. already started looking for plots of land. I found someone to build me a home. I want something on the beach where I can farm some good soil. So. Yeah. I just feel, I feel like I need, I need it in my life. I need both in my life to sure. make myself complete. Yeah. So do you, do some of your friends that have not been to those places in Africa, when you tell them how exciting it is there and how much you loved it, do they believe you or are they surprised? They are absolutely surprised. They believe what they see on TV. They believe what they've heard. And it is for some, it is encouraging, and they want to see for themselves. But for most, I will say that they don't believe me, and they rather go some other country because they've been led to believe that Africa is this poor, disease-infested place where black Americans are not welcomed and shunned and frowned upon. Yeah. And it's very sad because that is the culture in which it has been it has been made to believe here, and it's sad. And I tell them, I'll say, well, I'm going to be honest with you. When I got to, to Gambia, I saw just as many Europeans as I saw black tourists walking around. As a matter right. of fact, I saw more Europeans than I saw black tourists walking around. And I'm like, other than the Africans that were native there, right. there, were, there were tons of Europeans. They, they had homes there that they come and they vacation, and they have girlfriends, and they have, they have little That's great that uh, you found your home abroad and that you're making a making a move like that. Um, that trip that we did to those four countries back in 2013 that was a enlightening trip. Um, my favorite country out of the four was Poland. I thought it was um, absolutely beautiful, clean, organized. I was surprised on how many KFCs were at every exit that we. <laughs> that we passed that I wasn't I wasn't prepared for that but that that city square in Krakow blew me away and and obviously going to Auschwitz with uh in the concentration camp was really uh incredible experience what what were your overthought your overall thoughts on that trip well I am in complete agreement with you that Krakow was my ultimate ultimate favorite and I to this day say I'm going back 
my experience in Eastern Europe, of course, we start off in Budapest. I was like, oh, this is pretty. This is nice. Right. Uh, what is it? The Margaret Bridge. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. Riding under the bridge. You know, it was serene. I was surprised by the high-end shops that were downtown Budapest. I was like, okay, well, that's different. You know, you know, it's nice castles. Oh, chapels are nice. But then we get to Krakow. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I just couldn't. It was so welcoming. Um, the people in Poland were so friendly. I thought I was going to feel out of place right. being in this, this, this Eastern Europe, European country, um, not being of Jewish descent, not being of, of, of European descent, thinking that they would, they're not, uh, that I would be an uncommon, an uncommon figure, so I would feel a little out of place because maybe they didn't know how to accept me, only to be ignorant to find out that there was a very large population of Moroccans, and then all of a sudden these Africans come out at nighttime that I, like, where you all come from? <laughs> and, you know, but the people themselves were very warm, and yeah. the way I, the way I internalized it was that they had been through, their people and their ancestors had been through and horrific uh, ordeal, just like mine had. So it was, it was relatable. And once you go through something so horrific, you either harbor that hate, or you you ingrain this love that you just want to pass on to other people, so it doesn't repeat itself. Right. And that's what I was getting in Poland. Everyone there it was just it was just friendly, and it was just so beautiful. And even going over to, what was the bridge that we went to? It said, if you want to come back, that was in Prague, though. In, in the, the square, I found myself going out at night into that square, the way it was split up. I look back at those pictures, mm. and, I, and I, I just, I think about it. That is somewhere that I have to go back. It was just absolutely, it was absolutely beautiful, and it was a wonderful time. I loved it. Yeah, I think uh, that, Krakow beat Prague for me, and I love Prague. So I don't know. I, I can't narrow down like you did about Krakow as much, but something just, uh, I was really impressed with Poland. And, you know, Poland, Poland, when I was in high school, everybody, you know, kind of talked about Poland as kind of, um, you know, the Polish jokes and a place you don't want to go and kind of gray and, and doomy and, it was opposite when I got there, but um, yeah, I have to go back as yeah. well. Yeah, I, I said I was curious what it, what it was like in the wintertime because the time that we were there, it was warm, it was beautiful, it was nice, it was yeah. colorful, yeah. and it was bustling. You know, I know we went during a holiday, a religious holiday. I was like, I wonder if it's like this all the time. Uh, it just, it just all, all even where we where we stayed at, it was it was very nice. You know, it was. It was a perfect. It was a perfect location, yeah. and our guide. Let's not forget our guide. Oh yeah. my goodness, she was good. Yes, and, and informative. It was questions, the translations, yeah. everything. It was. It was. It was such wonderful. And the drive through the Tatra Mountain. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Yeah, that was absolutely that visual. It just the greenery just did not look real it was a phenomenal <laughs> visual yeah i couldn't believe it it was beautiful well good good well we're uh we're running out of time but uh really good to catch up with you and i mean that is extremely exciting that you found your place to uh 
I'm not going to say retire, but it is kind of retire. It is. It wow. is. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I am. Well, keep in, uh, keep in contact and uh, keep your fingers crossed that come November, December, you can be on your way again. And uh, great, great talking to you. And um, I'm sure we'll keep in contact and talk soon again. Absolutely. I appreciate you checking in with me. All right. You take care. You too, Jeff. Thanks a lot. Wow. I'm going to have to put down Gambia as a place to visit on my list. Um, looks like Miss Shivers has certainly found her retirement destination in the world. So very exciting to catch up with Fianna and see what she's doing and hear about her travels to Africa and Brazil. And again, uh, sounds like that trip she did with us back in 2013 to Eastern Europe started the whole process for her to want to travel and see the world. So very exciting. You have been listening to Let's Talk Wake Tech Travel. My name's Jeff Myers. Stay tuned for more episodes coming up soon.